continue to enjoy the challenge of doing a worship service online. Good morning from Jody here. It's kind of a neat treat to have um, a break maybe from helping with music to get to experience how much fun it is from the other side of the camera. Um, Just really grateful that as a congregation, everyone is being patient and uh, participating. Yeah, we'll just do 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 do. <laughs> so part of what we're going to be experimenting with today, uh, you may have already heard, is to see if we're able to participate together, interact a little bit with comments uh, in Facebook and YouTube. And so if you're tuning in live during our Sunday morning live stream, then uh, there's going to be an opportunity for you to make a couple of comments and feedback. But really, at any time during the service, you can say hello to each other. Just drop a quick howdy-do and uh, let us know that you're there. So many of us, let's be honest, are experiencing some changed rhythms in our life right now. I just want to take the high schoolers in this house as an example. We have a couple. They're the ones who are part of the tech team. And um, it used to be, not too long ago, that everyone really would get up early. The high schoolers in particular would get up between 5.45 and 6.30, depending upon what the shower schedule was for that day and what needed to happen. And then there's that hectic pace of getting together, you know, clothes, getting breakfast together, making a lunch, getting the backpack dialed and trying to get out of the house at the right time, only to get on the road and to be in traffic. You know, what would have been a normal five-minute drive if you were to do it in the middle of the night takes like 25 minutes when uh, school is uh, in session because of all the traffic. And then seven hours on campus going from class to class uh, in a very regimented schedule, interacting with people for the most part all day long, including your teachers, lots of personal contact, and then home, you know, in our case about 3.30, hopefully in time to get all that homework done before dinner, but let's be honest, many times uh, where homework has to continue after dinner, and then in a perfect world, it's lights out between 9.30 and 10.30 so that they can get their goal of seven to eight hours of sleep so they're ready for the next day, rinse and repeat, to do it again. And you probably have had similar rhythms uh, at different times in your life, maybe recently, but things have totally changed. That is one life rhythm, that high school rhythm. And I think a lot of you guys uh, maybe who've heard me teach know that I love Romans chapter 12. It's one of my favorite portions of scripture. And this first section in Romans has to do with life rhythms. And as followers of Jesus, We are instructed in Romans and in other places to have our faith be a part of all of our life. Um, We have, you know, hectic schedules that we have to keep. That one that I described in high school, Scripture calls people of faith 
to include their faith in that hectic schedule of high school. And so maybe within a day or within a week, there would still be intentional moments to pray, to read scripture, to encourage a friend who is struggling with uh, something in their life that's difficult. You you would take time to worship, you know, maybe even while you're doing your homework, listening to worship music and to meditate, to show kindness to a stranger, somebody maybe at school who um, you haven't met yet and who looks lonely. Still take time to be generous. These are all elements of faith that you would continue to do even in a hectic schedule. And scripture tells us that our all of our life is to be presented to God as an offering. Romans tells us to filter everything that we do through faith. You know, people talk about the lenses that they look through in life. And I think that scripture, that faith, that the calling of God uh, on his people, that needs to be the filter that people of faith look through. Our faith is connected to all we do. And sometimes our faith is even the thing that helps us decide what to do, as well as what not to do. Well, that normal rhythm, as you imagine, for my high schoolers has changed. How about you? My guess is that for some, not much has changed. It's kind of in part the way it is for me. I'm still working. But I know that for some of you, things are very different. Things are drastically dramatically different and that that has been a challenge. So I want to take a moment. I want you to take a moment with me and we're going to pause for a second, maybe even take a deep breath as we continue and focus on what will be our next question. So just go ahead, take a second, breathe in, breathe out all of that craziness that I described as a high school schedule. If you're not a high schooler, you might be blessed that that's not your your schedule. But I want to ask us a question as we consider scripture today. What is God inviting us to in this season? What is God's invitation to us in this season? See, likely over the course of your life, I think that this moment in time is just going to be a bullet point that's mixed in with other things. And this might be a significant one, but it's just going to be a moment in time. And so what does scripture say to us about how we're supposed to live all of the time? What is God highlighting to us all of the time, but especially right now, at this moment, in this season, in our journey of transformation up to this point and through this kind of awkward phase of life, what is the Lord inviting us to? Just before we look at Scripture, I'd like to get some feedback, as I said earlier, from those that are able to view this live, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can use the comments to answer this question, keeping in mind that your comments are public, and so I won't be the only one who's able to see them. Here's your question. Share one thing that is challenging for you in this season. Share one thing that is challenging for you in this season, specifically as it relates to this new life rhythm, to this changed life rhythm. And like me, uh, or if you're like me and not much has changed for you, you know that things have changed for those around you 
and that might be affecting you as well. So share one thing that is challenging you in this season, okay? And we'll dialogue about that as I continue, but you can go ahead and pop those up into the comments. I'd like to explore two ideas about what God wants us to pay attention to uh, that we find in Romans 12. And so I believe these things are wisdom for today, since many of us are either separated from friends and family due to quarantine or from fo folks that you live with, you're too close to them and you're not used to being around them 24 hours a day. I also know that uh, the remote online work thing for a lot of folks has been a hard transition and maybe tough. So as you continue to kind of get your answers in uh, about one thing that's challenging for you in the season, I want to go ahead and look at Romans chapter 12 and read some scripture together. Verse 9 says this in Romans 12, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. This is the first thing I want to focus on, this idea of how do we genuinely love each other. But then scripture continues and says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. This is going to be our second focus. What is our call to be faithful as telecommuters, online students, remote workers? So let's talk about this first point of focus. If you are living with folks, maybe they're your family, maybe they're your roommates, I would imagine that you're probably experiencing higher tension than normal. Uh, it might just be occasionally, but there's probably moments that are tough. Many from, uh, maybe from home, excuse me, maybe your home uh, has even more tension in it than you've experienced in the past, and you're learning some new things about what it's like to be connected to the people you're living with. They might even be your kids your family, whether they're roommates or not, you know, you might be learning some new things about that. And what if you live alone? What if it's just you in your house? You might be feeling tension due to isolation. You're not getting to be around activity. You're not getting to see coworkers. Maybe you're just not even being able to get out and shop. And that kind of has in the past fulfilled some of that need for connection. I think even if you're a natural introvert, prolonged isolation, I think it affects us, certainly emotionally. I think it can be a negative thing in our lives. So Paul, in Romans 12, he's addressing this community of faith and tells them to love each other with genuine affection. Not just pretend, but to really love. The two Greek words that are used in this portion of scripture for love are agape or agape and Philadelphia. The Greek language, which is what Romans was translated from English, uh, to, or from, excuse me, from uh, Greek into English to, has a number of meanings and nuances that oftentimes get translated to just a simple word like love. Uh, in this case, Paul He's not talking about romance. He's not talking about attraction in this case. Both of these terms have to do with more of a sibling love. Um, in fact, Philadelphia, the city, is kind of named uh, as the city of brotherly love. That's the idea of that term. It's more to have goodwill towards someone, to have affection for them. And so Paul is saying to the church back then, 
And thus, I think God is saying this to us today, and that is this, that we are supposed to love each other. Whether we are stuck at home with family, living alone, or we have roommates, we are all connected as the body of Christ. Our connection is not just a matter of proximity. It's a bigger thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's a kingdom thing. So how do we love each other? Whether it's someone in the next room, a friend around the corner that we used to get to see more often, or someone that's out of state, someone that we never really got to see very often, but we are connected to. Our call to love each other, it didn't stop when, the, in our case, the Sacramento County stay-at-home order was issued. In actuality, I would even say, though, that loving each other in some ways is more important now than it ever has been. And Scripture is full of some great info, some of which you can find in 1 Corinthians 13. It's a chapter on love. Uh, But Romans 12 gives us some focus as well. And so let's look back at that Scripture, starting in verse 10. Romans 12 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Verse 12, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those that weep. So important in this season. Live in harmony with each other. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So as I go through some of your comments about one of the challenging things in this season, I see Jeannie Zappara was up first. She talked about how it's tough not being with my family. I saw the same thing from Melissa And so let's just talk about that for a second in light of some of these things. These are people that we're not living with. These are people that we really care for. Um, We're maybe even connected in faith, but we don't have an opportunity to be together uh, like we've done in the past. And so I look through this uh, these comments in Romans 12 about um, not pretending to love. And so I th- when I think of pretending to love, I think of uh, loving for the sake of uh, what it looks like, you know, uh, being kind because someone else is watching. And so like in lots of areas of faith, Jesus calls us to live the same way no matter what is going on. So if you consider yourself a person of love, a person who reaches out, who cares for others, that should be something that we're about in this season. And so whether it's a phone call, whether it's a note online, a FaceTime, a video conference, dropping off a package or a care note at someone's house like we were talking about doing with the seniors, these are the ways that we can be in connection and love each other. I love this idea in Scripture when it says that we can always be eager to practice hospitality. What does that look like? to practice hospitality when we can't have someone over for dinner, when we can't connect you know, uh, at the, the brew pub or we can't even see someone at work over our lunch hour. I think the Lord is inviting us into 
a creative time where we can extend hospitality even though we can't necessarily sit down together and break bread. Someone else, uh, Heather, had mentioned that there's this idea of uh, a change in routine, and Eric Harris talked about all these canceled events. You know, Some of this stuff was maybe things we were really looking forward to, but it, it wasn't that important. You know, I don't necessarily feel bad that I can't get to the DMV like I used to do. I'm okay with doing some things online or even necessarily a concert that I was looking forward to. But, you know, like you, probably in our house, we've had a couple of things that are harder. We've got a senior who's not getting to experience prom. We had a family vacation scheduled that was something that we had planned for for a long time that was special. And all of those things have changed. And so when I... Even something like that, when I see this thing in verse 15 where it says, Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those that weep. I think God is inviting us into a season of knowing what is happening in the lives of people that we care for and that we love. Being attuned. And that's not always easy. It's, it's not easy for me. I don't live in my emotions the same way that others do. And so even with the people that I have in my house, it's a challenge. It's a, a spur from Scripture for me to be more sensitive to what's happening uh, with folks uh, that I'm living with. We've got other people that uh, have chimed in and they're con- concerned about not being able to see children that are out of town or family members that are out of town. Uh, someone talked about, uh, Angel talked about having seniors in her household that she's trying to keep safe and keep, keep safe and keep healthy. And so sometimes loving someone is staying away. That's what the government keeps telling us is that um, being conscientious and realizing that for some people uh, who are at risk, it is actually Christ-like to not try and connect with them in person. It's kind of a weird thing, but there's actually something in being patient ourselves, understanding what it might take uh, for someone else to stay healthy and not trying to impose upon that. I love this idea that we're supposed to do all that we can do to live in peace. I just want to mention it because this one's particularly sad for me. John Raymond came in and said that their son uh, had his wedding canceled. And so their son, Ryan Raymond, is uh, somebody that I've known for a long time. We've played music together. And so there's, there's all of these things that might not be directly in my life, that, that may not be affecting me, but John and Kareen are special to me. Their son is special to me. And the fact that they're not going to be able to experience that together as a family, that's something that I want to know about so that I can love them, that I can pay attention to them in uh, unique ways uh, to help them Uh, kind of move through that season of sadness. I really appreciate you guys jumping in with comments. It's fun to experiment with this and try it. Um, We'll continue to see how we can use this uh, moving forward. I want to talk about our second point of focus. The book of Colossians is a letter to another church community. And in chapter 3, Paul, while talking about our new life as disciples... Of Jesus speaking um, to all the different things that he wants us to pay attention to. Part of that chapter, Paul talks to slaves. And here's what he says in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 22. Paul says, Slaves, 
Obey your earthly masters in everything you do. Try to please them all the time, not just when you are watching. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear of the Lord. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. In verse 24, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. I'm not trying to say that being a student is like being a slave uh, or that working from home means that you're serving a master who owns you. Rather, this is a biblical principle for all of us that I think is especially important in this season where our life rhythms are different and we didn't get to choose that. Things have just changed. For those that are working from home, it's weird. Your manager, your boss was probably already weird to begin with and since you're not in the office and and they can't observe you to make sure that you're doing your job and there's all these other funky factors that are going on in life that... This might be a moment where you're tempted to slack or to goof or to nap or to do extra surfing on the internet while on the company dime. If your company's given you permission to do that while you're working from home because you're furloughed or something, then go for it. Enjoy yourself. But as a person of faith, we are called to work towards the thing that we willingly signed up to do, not just because our boss has told us to do it or it's part of our job description, but because we are called to be faithful people. We're faithful in Christ. We're supposed to follow through on our commitments and do the best job we can. Sometimes we don't get to do the best job that we want to do because of the crazy things that are going on. But when we're able to, Scripture calls us to be faithful and to do the best job that we can, no matter who is watching. I have students in my house, they were essentially told that due to these unique circumstances that their grades cannot go down the rest of the year. Imagine when you were a student, if somebody told you halfway through, two-thirds of the way through the year, that no matter what you did, that your grade wouldn't go down. Where's the motivation? What, what would your motivation be? Why even put in the work? You know, the teachers really can't do anything to them. There's not a mechanism in place to punish the lazy or to punish people who've shirked their responsibility. So this is where Romans 12 and Colossians 3 tells us that we are called to faithfulness. And not just faithfulness, but also work. And in my notes, I put in all caps, W-O-R-K, work. I don't think we're created to sit around all the time. Our bodies and our minds break down and we get sucked into destructive behavior when we are not doing the thing that we're called to do. When we are perpetually lazy, I'm not talking about just taking a break or having some downtime, but when we are living a life that's perpetually lazy, it just leads to destruction. So of course there must be balance, but we are created to work. I think we're created to learn. We're created to grow, to be productive. And in all of it, we do it unto Jesus. That's what Romans 12 says. In our waking, in our sleeping, in our going out, in our coming in, in the interactions that we have in our community, or in this case, in my life, 
the people that I'm living with, we're called to work to be faithful and to love. When we have this perspective, then we have the right attitude and motivation to get through our day. And even if that day is bizarre, even if it's unfulfilling, we have the opportunity uh, as people of faith to continue because we continue like we are continuing with Christ. So as we loop back and we wrap up, I want to ask you that question again. What is God's invitation to you in this season? Paul in Philippians says, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I do feel like this is a season of refining. And that doesn't mean that you or me, you know, are completely messed up and we just need to totally change, except that we are called to totally change. And so it might be that you find yourself mostly as a patient person, but in this season, the patience is not there like it normally is. You might find that you normally really are conscientious and you're willing to reach out to people and find out how they're doing, but, but some of that energy is being stolen in this season. So I'm inviting us to press into Jesus. He is our source. He is where we find the ability to live in the life that he modeled for us as well as the thing that scripture calls us to. This is a season of refining, a season to allow God to do more of his good work because he's already done good things in your life. When you said yes to Jesus, God began that process of transformation and refining and, and today it continues. And in this season, it might be really specific. This happens to be the way that we love one another is by, in part, allowing God to transform us so that we can be agents of love and peace and connection to folks around us that uh, God's called us to be in relationship with, and also the stranger, and also the outcast, and the people that are on the margins. We're also called to do all of this unto the Lord. And so, as people of faith, we want to love and work unto the Lord. I want to pray for us. And then we're going to take communion together and so you can begin to prepare your elements. Heavenly Father, I thank you that this season uh, is not wasted in your eyes, that you bring redemption and reconciliation through everything that is hard, even the things that the enemy wants to do and how he wants to bring destruction. You reach in, Lord, and you renew. And so where things are frustrating, disappointing, where we feel like we might be out of energy or resources, where we, we don't really know what tomorrow will look like, and so that would want to bring worry or anxiety. Today, we, we breathe in your peace. We say yes to what you would be doing in this season. Would you light our eyes up, light our hearts up to what that might look like for us? What are you inviting us to right now? It's a, it's a great question, Lord. Um, we invite you to speak. Would you speak to us as we sleep and as we go throughout the day? Would you speak to us through the word as we open up the scriptures? 
Speak to us through worship. We thank you for this. Thank you, Jesus.